0: Hey, Peach, you in the zone? I'm in the zone. All righty, all right. Let's get down to it then. Today, uh, I figured we, you and I could discuss a topic that we are experts at. Uh, we're we're going to talk about women because we're we're just experts at women.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been like twenty-something years since I've had been an expert in that. To be honest with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that's that that's a mystery I, I have yet to figure out. So, <laughs> h- how about instead of that, hey, let's talk wrestling.
1: All right, that's good. That turns that turns the chicks on all the time.
0: All that, yeah, I'll tell you, not, nothing gets the ladies uh, more excited is, uh, than when guys start talk wrestling. That's right. So, <laughs> ladies, get ready. Here it comes. Wrestling. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, today's wrestling topic is we're actually going to discuss what, what I think is like kind of the unsung hero of professional wrestling, uh, jobbers. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with the lingo... A jobber is basically uh, a paid loser, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, not too bad of a job. It's really not. And, uh, you know, or... the thing is, is no, go ahead, Pete. I <laughs> said <a> jobber. <laughs> yeah, jobber is a great job. Um, I actually read, and I'm going to be mentioning this guy later. You might even mention him, too, because he's, he's actually kind of a famous jobber. I was reading the biography of a jobber, and backstage the guys call they, they call them enhancement talent because really what these guys yes they do lose but when they lose they make you look good like they they sell your moves so if i'm a jobber pete's like a new guy he's coming in and, and vince mcmahon wants to see what he has uh we work out the match and when pete hits his moves on me i really sell it you know he hits me with a clothesline i'm gonna make it look like like he, he destroyed me you know i i am i am gonna lose but in the process I'm going to showcase Pete's talents. And that's really, that's really the job description of a jobber. It's, you know, yeah, you're going to lose, but you're going to make the guys look good. And they're actually really respected in the locker room. You know, they do get a lot of respect. These guys. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is, uh, you know, you and I, we kind of started watching wrestling at the same time. And, you know, we started kind of seeing these lovable losers constantly. And, you know, a lot of these guys really develop cult following. So we figured, great topic. Let's start Let's start discussing jobbers. So, uh, Pete, you mind if I kick us off here with one? Go for it. All righty. So uh, early on, one of my favorite jobbers I remember, just because uh, he used to have a little, when they would announce his name, he'd do a little, like, little antic in the ring. Nothing too big. Uh, do you remember a guy named Barry O?
1: You son of a bitch. That's the guy <laughs> I was just about to mention. Holy cow. Cause he did the, he used to do the, o, right yeah Barry Orton Barry O. Barry o. <laughs> o. Yes. Son of a I was, bitch. That's I, was what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: See, see, I'm thinking I'm going obscure. <laughs> so go, <laughs> and I was going to go for it I don't, now. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to ask if you knew who, who his brother was. And, and when you, you said the last name already. So uh, he, he is the brother of uh cowboy Bob Orton. Oh. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, that's what the O stands for. He's Barry Orton. um, And, you know, I used to love this guy because, you know, yeah, they, they would uh, introduce him, you know, you know, in this corner, Barry O, and he'd flex and, and make a giant O over his head. And that was really about the extent of it for him. Oh,
1: my But gosh. I can't believe you picked the same guy. It's so scary.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean— I don't know, I just, like, he was so memorable, you know? I mean, and it's re- it was really, honestly, it was really, it was just for making that big O in the ring, and, uh, you know, he, I mean, I actually remember seeing him in a couple of matches uh, against, again, he actually, believe it or not, um, as you know, Jesse the Body Ventura, he kind of semi-retired from wrestling, he um, he had some issues, with, like, he actually had an embolism, so he was in the announcing booth, Barry O taunted him, and actually got Jesse Ventura back in the ring, and of course Jesse Ventura, you know, cleaned his clock. But that was kind of my memorable thing with Barrio. Did you have any special memories or fondness of Barrio?
1: No, I always liked when he got pinned. He put the he put his hands up, making an O. You remember, you remember that oh absolutely i remember that i
0: mean again it was that little thing and it's just like it, it just stuck with me like when you and i said we're gonna talk jobbers like it just popped in my mind barrio with and i just pictured the big o <laughs> all right Pete. so who, who do you got i'm sure you're gonna steal one of mine so who do you got all right, i'm gonna
1: give you some a couple i'm gonna give you a group of jobbers um, i think
0: i know where you're going but the, go ahead the job squad <laughs>
1: You oh, job? okay. That, okay. That is
0: not where I thought you were going. So go ahead. <laughs> Al
1: Snow, Bobby, Ho- uh, Bobby, Holly, and Scorpio. You remember that? Uh, ECW? I remember them. Yes.
0: Oh, I remember them. Yeah.
1: And actually it's funny. Uh, Al-, Al Snow and Bob Holly kind of moved away from being considered jobbers um, later on in their career. But uh, <gasps>
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, they, I think they were both hardcore champions. Were they not? They,
1: they were. Yeah, they were. Um, so, I mean, When I think jobber, that was the first thing I thought of besides Barry O was the job squad, (laughs) Um, which which for the job squad, it said just over broke. That's what the reference was for for the jobbers.
0: Yeah. And I think like like that was their like wasn't their shirt. it, It said job squad and it kind of mimicked almost the NWO logo. And I think on the back it said like. Like their, their motto sort of was like pin me, pay me or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. there was the
1: fourth member, which was Bill, uh, blue meanie. Remember blue meanie.
0: Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, oh, he was, <laughs> he, he, and, um, I'm trying to remember the guy he used to partner up with in ECW, Stevie Richards, he and Stevie Richards, they used to get, they used to do, you know, we, we talked a while back about like factions and how, uh, like DX used to they used to impersonate the nation of domination stevie yes. richards stevie richards and the blue Meanie, they impersonated everybody wcw wwe they didn't care they they and they did some great impressions of people look it up look it up on youtube it's some great stuff <laughs>
1: all right so the job squad what about you now what's your uh, your next jobber
0: Okay, my next jobber is when when you started to mention like like a, a team or a couple of guys. Um, I was thinking you were going to go the way I was. I'm going to go here.
1: Remember the Moon Dogs? Yes, the Moon Dogs. Rex and uh, oh my god, I can't think of Rex's partner's name.
0: Now. Spot. Spot. Rex Spot, That's and Spot. right. That's <laughs> yeah. Now these guys, these guys were famous because uh, you know, they were called. They, they used to come like with those giant like ham bones, and they they'd act like they were eating them, and uh, they would howl and. They, they, they were scraggly looking, right, with the big beards and the uh, overalls. And, uh, yeah, they get pinned in about two minutes. <laughs>
1: the only team that they beat with the Killer Bees. I believe that is
0: true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing is, is like, a team like the Killer Bees, they, they had gotten – initially they got a push, and I guess they just didn't – went over with the fans. So they kind of almost became some jobbers and uh, – a lot of times that happens, right? You know, some guys that they kind of push and the fans just don't really cling to, they kind of end up becoming jobbers, really.
1: You know, uh, not to go off on a, a different... You know, Kurt Henning was a jobber for a while.
0: Uh, Back in his AWA days?
1: Yeah, in the early what? WWE days as well. Really?
0: Yeah. Before the whole Mr. Perfect the
1: thing? The whole Mr. Perfect thing, yeah. And then his oh, daddy came wow. in to help them out, you know? I'd like no. to Kurt Henning and Scott Hall were were tag team partners. They were kind of jobby at the time, too.
0: Yeah, back in their uh, – I know back in the AWA days they were. And when he – when Kurt – because I think Scott Hall came first and then I guess Kurt Henning followed him. What Were they doing it there, too, before they kind of hit it big, the two of them? I
1: can't remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sorry, so guys – Moondog in a Moon and spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is, and the thing with them is, is when I was kind of looking up on them in the 70s, they were actually like a big deal. They were like, like a feared tag team and they were actually managed by Captain Lou Albano.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they would challenge for the titles. They would always fall a little short. But then I guess kind of as the 80s rock and wrestling whole thing came around, I guess people weren't buying their gimmick and. They got bumped down to enhancement talent, to jobbers, and, uh, I mean, they, they were just memorable because, you know, again, each time you saw them, you knew they were going to lose, but they, had, they just had that whole act where they're, like, barking and howling and chewing on the bones, and then they just get pinned two minutes later. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All righty, you are up, my friend. Who you got for okay, us? Okay,
1: so I don't remember a lot about him. I just remember him keeping a steel bar in his arm brace. Who am I talking oh, yeah. about?
0: You were talking about Canada's greatest athlete. Who's that? I, Iron
1: Mike Sharp. Yes. Is and I, uh, I especially picked that one for my, for our buddy, John, who loves Iron Mike Sharp.
0: Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's Iron Mike Sharp's number one and only fan. Um,
1: <laughs> I actually saw Iron, Marsh, Iron Mike Sharp at mm-hmm. a house event uh, many, 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 many years ago. It must have been like 10 or 11. And he actually won.
0: Real, do you remember who he uh he who we beat
1: barrio barrio <laughs> yeah, i believe it was barrio uh, it was a long hair blanket guy again yeah, yeah so long ago but um he definitely you know he's just scraggly looking he looks like he's like 65 years old you know like uh-huh. <laughs> he's your paulie of uh of, wrestle, <laughs> of wrestling right
0: Yeah, he he pretty much was. And like his big claim to fame was, you know, like you said, he had that leather brace on his forearm from from a uh, unidentified uh, forearm injury, which uh, he said he would always they would always ask him. And he's like, well, it's still healing. And I think Gorilla Monsoon is like, like, oh, give me a break. It's been healing for the last 15 years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and he
0: would do it cuz he would he would uh he would you would always see him in the match uh when the ref wasn't looking he'd kind of like fish around in it like he was moving something around and he'd go to clock the guy but uh you know whoever he was facing except for Barrio obviously <laughs> <laughs> would get the upper poor barrio man he lost to everybody <laughs> you know,
1: I don't know if you remember this I'm pretty positive I saw Iron Mike Sharp you know, like on one of those t- on one of the Saturday TV shows him okay. and uh another uh wonderful job, jobber uh steve uh steve what's his name steve lombardi
0: steve lombardi yeah. oh yeah i played they were tag team
1: at one time against the killer bees it was like a jobbers really? festival yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know some, sometimes those
0: are good when they when they used to actually every once in a while have the jobbers against one another you never knew who was going to win because the jobbers would always lose but when you would put like like, Iron Mike Sharp and, and Steve Lombardi against the Killer Bees, it's like, oh, this, this is anybody's game here. Like, we don't know we don't know the outcome.
1: That was the push for the Killer Bees when they were trying to be the tag team champions at some point in time.
0: Yeah, they, they, they really didn't go over too well. I, I, I mean, not to get off on a tangent, I, I just couldn't. Well, too late. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get into those guys. What, what were your take on them? The Killer Bees? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, at the time, I really liked the Dream Team. You remember the Dream Team? Bruce the Dream Bruce,
0: Team. Bruce Pick uh,
1: and uh, Greg Valentine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And they used yeah. to
1: battle them all the time. So I, I, those were, that was one of my favorite tag teams with those two guys. And they would always be fighting the killer bees. I was so tired of watching the killer bees on TV. Um, the yeah. one gimmick of sw- wearing the masks and switching... You know, it was kind of like, well, they're trying to be bad guys, but they're not. You know, does that make sense? <laughs>
0: yeah, it was like, yeah, they're rule breaking, but they're the good guys. They're the faces and everybody kind of bought into it. And uh,
1: But didn't they get a little push I, with Dusty Rhodes when he came in and he was like that, the honeybee, whatever the heck they were calling him at the time?
0: Yeah, because he had the polka dust.
1: I mean, I think, I think
0: what happened with them, and we're really going to get off on a tangent, but I think what, what happened with them is they came along at a time when tag team wrestling in the WWF, E, whatever, it, w- it was like, it was stacked. I mean, yes. you had great teams. You had the Dream Team, British Bulldogs, Heart Foundation. I mean, they, they just, they got lost in the shuffle. Don't
1: forget about the Rockers.
0: Oh, <laughs> I try to every day.
1: <laughs> now, do you think they're, they're a jobber per se?
0: Who's that? Which, who, 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 which one was that?
1: The, uh, the Rockers.
0: I think I think they were brought in to try to be the WWS version of the Rock and Roll Express cuz the Rock and Roll Express back uh, you know over in Jim Crockett Promotions the NWA I mean they were they were a hot tag team and I think Vince McMahon was like well I need my own Rock and Roll Express and honestly I think when they brought him in he was like well this Shawn Michaels kid is good but this Marty what's his face you know, and and they had the whole thing with Sean turning on him, and Sean went on to have a great career. And I think Marty Jannetty served me a hamburger the other day. You know, <laughs> he's,
1: a, um, he's definitely a he, jobber.
0: <laughs> oh, he he became a jobber big time. Okay, trivia question: When he when they separated, uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, Marty Jannetty, they gave him a replacement partner oh, to God. form the new Rockers.
1: Oh my God, Remember? I can't. It.
0: Okay. They gave him an alias uh, of Leaf Cassidy to to combine the names of of Leaf Garrett and David Cassidy, but it was Al Snow.
1: Oh my God! Never, oh my gosh! Yes, I remember.
0: That. <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have like that Fu Manchu mustache yet or anything. He actually looked like a larger version of Marty Jannetty, which I think is why he grew the mustache because he's like, oh God, I look like this guy. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh! Well, I I I totally remember that now. I never knew that was Al Snow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, because he, he just looks so goofy. And then once he kind of grew that Fu Manchu kind of mustache and he became uh, like insane. and he used to carry the mannequin head around. That's that's when that was that like, that's the Al Snow. And that's moment. Al Snow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. With with uh, what are you? He called it head, head the, right? the yes. mannequin head, 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 yeah.
1: Mannequin head, head, yeah. Oh, All right, so, you that know, I'm going to go off on a tangent again, too. It's pretty funny. Please I was, do. I was preparing for this jobber thing today, and I had a Nintendo 64 out, and I was mm-hmm. watching, I was playing uh, No Mercy, I don't know if you remember that, the wrestling game? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a jobber on there that, didn't seem like he was a jobber, but he is. Uh, okay. You remember Alex Wright?
0: Oh, God. He was that German kid. He, he would come to the ring and, like, disco dance, right? Yes. Uh, so I ran, the, yeah. I ran
1: the championship with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was, like, 150 pounds or something. He was, like, a skinny.
1: If that. He, used, oh. he, he came out, like, didn't he do, like, some dancing, too?
0: Yeah, he did, like, uh, like, like uh, techno, and he'd do, like, a little Chippendales kind of dance. and.
1: Bingo. Uh, I remember now. He tag team partner with Disco Inferno.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> now there's now
1: there now there's a I was
0: gonna say there's a jobber for you the <laughs> disco inferno. Oh my god. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let's talk about disco inferno for a while.
1: Oh my god. Go go for it.
0: Okay, so if if you're in our age bracket and you remember uh, the TV show Dance Fever was hosted by a guy named Denny Theriault, Uh Throw about twenty Her- pounds. <laughs> exactly. Throw about twenty pounds of muscle on them, and you have the disco inferno. Um, he, he looked like Denny Terrio and he would come out in like the Saturday Night Fever jumpsuit and he would disco dance and then get pinned. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just annoying as, oh God, he he was a, he was a jobber. You'd love, you love watching him lose.
1: (laughs) You know, he was in the NWO at some point in time too. Well, again, who was it? (laughs) That's true. Very good point.
0: (laughs) That's true. You know what? I mean, when when they used to crowd the ring, I could say I was in the <coughs> NWO. Uh, but I was I was behind Big Papa Pump, so you just couldn't see me. <laughs> Did you know he
1: feuded with Dean Malenko? The Disco Inferno?
0: I, I feel bad for Dean Malenko that he had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Malenko must have been like, wait, I'm feuding with who?
1: And I don't know the if dance, you remember. The do, Dance Fever guy? Do you remember the, uh, the, the dance-off between Alex Wright and Disco Inferno?
0: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I mean that. I think that's what WCW was just like. Uh, we'll throw anything out there, whatever we can do. Let's
1: throw anything out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, I'm watching a dance off. Because I think I, that was around the time when WWE was in their attitude. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I could watch a dance off between two guys. Or I could flip over to Raw where they'll probably have a bikini match with, like, Trish Stratus and, and, and Sable. Hmm. What channel am I going to watch? <laughs> hey, you know,
1: funny story about that. Um, Go ahead. During that time, I was mm-hmm. I was still in college. And uh, okay. the dorms at Birch, Kane University, so you guys mm-hmm. know, um, <laughs> didn't have USA. It only had TNT. So all we could okay. watch was WCW.
0: Mm. So I, have, sm- I, smell, I smell a conspiracy.
1: That's what I'm <laughs> telling you. I, so I got to see a lot of Nitro, and I had to have my mom tape the other one for me. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? We've been going off on tangents, so let's just really go off on a tangent. Go for it. Um, that was around the time um, Raw still wasn't live yet. Like, they would actually tape their shows, and on Nitro, Eric Bischoff would actually read the results because it was a pre taped show, so he would read the results from Raw. And they said it was a big mistake because one day he was reading and he was just like, well, if you flip over to Raw, you could watch this, and he would start naming matches, and he'd be like, boring, yawn. And then he goes, oh, this is exciting. Uh, apparently, Mankind is going to win the uh, WWE title. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, Mankind, uh, you know, he's he's going to, Mick Foley is going to win the heavyweight championship. And myself, like thousands of other people, flipped over because that was, that was amazing to see him win the title. So that was... Uh, not to, not too smart of a move there by Eric Bischoff. I think
1: that's, uh, you know, if I remember watching the bat, it was the, what was the, the do you remember the special that they did, uh, the feud between the NWO, I mean NWO, uh, WCW, and the Monday, Monday Night Wars, that's what it's called. Monday Night
0: Wars, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think, I believe that was the, what they called the turning point for Raw to take, you know, take the lead.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because he, he mistakenly thought that people wouldn't buy into mankind Mick Foley winning the title but the thing is like and I'm sure you know just like me I was a fan of Mick Foley slash Cactus Jack slash man for for years and when I heard I'm like wait he's gonna be the WWE champion I flipped over and it wasn't it wasn't a goof it wasn't like uh they gave him the title and like he straight up I don't even remember who he pinned but he won it and it was like it was a big deal and I was like you know this this Monday Night Raw is really not that bad, and I would start flipping back and forth between both shows.
1: Well, speaking of McFoley, you know mm-hmm. he was a jobber at one point in time too.
0: Oh, he was a big time jobber. Yeah,
1: Jack. He was known as Jack Foley. Remember that?
0: Uh huh. I remember and, and that. He
1: fight with like he had like you know low level battles with like guys like uh, you remember Hercules? Oh yeah. Um, Kamala. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, so, and he he would battle against the British Bulldogs. I mean, really. (laughs) I mean, come on now.
0: (laughs) But, but, you know, look at that. All those years later, you know, before we were talking about guys that had gotten a push and didn't get over and got bumped down to jobber status. Mick Foley, who, you know, you read any of his books. I mean, he was a lifelong wrestling. Like, he just loves, you know, he just loves wrestling. And I, you know, and I think, um, Pete, you mentioned when you guys met him at a convention, like, that was the impression you got, is that he just, he lives and breathes professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, his body breathes, you know, he's oh, a professional, he, lo- he was walking slower than I am, you know, and I have a heart condition. So, <laughs> oh. yeah,
0: definitely- yeah his, his, his body has been through hell, but, oh, man. All righty, I, I don't know who, who, who's up next. I'll give you another one. Jobber. I'll
1: give you another jobber. <laughs> Go for it. Damian Stryker.
0: Okay, you got me stumped there, so I'm not, I'm not recognizing him, so tell
1: us about he Mr. Was, Stryker. He was in WCW. Um, okay. He, uh, he battled like Owen Hart, and he was in the cruiserweight division at the time. Um, okay. He uh, used to hang out with Kevin Sullivan and, the, and Mang, remember Mang?
0: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: And then he got this big push, and now he's called Edge.
0: No way. That, oh, my God. I never knew that that's how Edge got his career Yeah. started. Wow. See this, guys? You tune in. You learn something every day here on uh, Enter the Nerd Zone. Yeah, this
1: was like back in the 90s when he was Damian Stryker. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's uh, I was actually flipping looking for this stuff, and I, it came across a video, and I didn't even know who it was at first. It said it said the name, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, holy cow, that's Edge. And then it all brought back to me that he, who he used to wrestle with. I'm like, oh, my gosh.
0: Did he? Did he have like the Edge look yet, with the long hair and yeah, the, the little bl- light? Yeah,
1: the blonde hair and everything. You know that. Wow. It's just a baby face version of Edge.
0: Oh wow! I never knew that. All right, that's awesome. Hey, again, tune in to Enter the Nerd Zone. We'll teach you stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, before you go on, and take your next person. I'm going to take one more person because you can't. Please do. Can't go on without mentioning SD Jones. <laughs>
0: Man, you just you just stole my
1: You stole my Barrio yeah, no, I even. <laughs> I, I stole your Barrio. Absolutely. All but. right, well, I'll let you talk about S. T. Jones since I said the name. <laughs>
0: uh, well, St. Jones, he was one of the first jobbers that you know, I mean, Barry O was always rememberable to me because of the making the O sign and everything. ST Jones was just he was always one of my favorite jobbers and When I first started watching wrestling and, you know, before I learned, you know, that the fix was in and what a jobber was, this and that, I used to root for him every week because I just, he was, he looked like such a nice guy. And, you know, he was a big man and he had like a powerful headbutt. And I would always think like, oh man, one of these weeks, you know, SD's going to win. SD's going to win. I did see him win one time. Okay. When he teamed with the when he teamed with the Killer Bees, <laughs> and they did their world famous uh, Killer Bee mask trick. Oh, they put one on him too, didn't they? And they put one on him, and he got in the ring illegally, and the other team is screaming like he's not the legal man, and the refs like, "Well, oh, they're they're all in masks. So I can't tell them apart." Uh, these two little white guys and this one giant African-American man. They all look the same to me. They're wearing masks. And SD Jones got the win.
1: <laughs> oh, my. I remember the tag, tag teaming with Junkyard Dog, too.
0: Yes, because they, they actually they kind of looked alike a little bit. And, uh, you know, they were big, rough and tough guys. And, again, that's why I always thought, like, man, one of these days, you know, he's he's going to get his. Like, he's going to get his push. And it never came.
1: What's his most famous match?
0: What's his most famous match? Yep. I don't know. What is his most famous you match? Lost
1: in 6 <laughs> seconds to King Kong Bundy.
0: WrestleMania 1. Yep. That's right. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Very infamous. Oh yeah. Uh but you know what, like I said, like when um when the WWF, bef- way before Monday uh, Monday Night Raw, they used to have uh, a Monday show called Primetime Wrestling, which I used to love because it was hosted by two guys I love, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And, and they'd always have interview segments, and they interviewed everybody. They interviewed the top stars. They interviewed the jobbers. And they would always, every time they interviewed SD Jones, he was just such a nice guy. I was like... Please, please,
1: you know, one of these days, let this guy get a win. <laughs> so, do you think the Junkyard Dog was a higher level jobber?
0: I think he was because um, I a while back uh, I had read um, kind of like his like his origin story. Uh, he started in mid South wrestling and he was a big deal down there. Uh, he had a big feud with uh, a guy who would come up to the WWF right after him, Ted DiBiase. Uh, they had a huge feud and um, he was like he was like a legendary hero down there in uh, like the Tennessee, Georgia, Louisiana area. And they said that by the time Vince brought him up uh, here to the WWF, um, he put on a lot of weight. He was out of shape. And unfortunately, he developed a drug problem. And, you know, he was still very, very popular, but they said like his skills in the ring were rapidly declining and he he was kind of like a mid-level guy where he'll beat up the jobbers and he'll kind of beat up guys on his level but he's not winning any titles or, or really going much further than that which which was a shame because great personality just like he was one of my early favorites the Junkyard Dog
1: What about, okay I'll show you another one What about um, Oh jeez, I just had in my head mm-hmm. now um, Gosh I just had it Sorry, Barry Horowitz
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Barry Horowitz uh, with the old slapping himself on the back, right? Yes. Became,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, Barry Horowitz. Yes, he's always, always loved that guy. Yeah, they would like, okay, so
0: they would announce Barry O and Barry O would make a giant O. They announced
1: Barry Horowitz and
0: he would pat himself on the back and that gimmick stuck. I Remember when he started coming to the ring, he would have like a vest on and it had the big handprint on his <laughs> back already <Yes. laughs> and yeah. he would just start slapping it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, again, guys, we love these guys because they they never won or they rarely, rarely won, but they were just they were just so entertaining in the few minutes that we saw them lose, I mean they're they're just memorable. You know, they they really they really made I mean you talk about big stars, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and they were great, but you know, these these jobbers, these lovable losers, they're just as memorable to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, there's so many. It's a, you know what well, I'll tell you one thing about wrestling. You remember mm-hmm. you remember some of the you know you have the Hogan's and the Ric Flairs, mm-hmm. but the jobbers are just as as important as these other guys too. You know.
0: Oh totally. Um. So like I mentioned it before. So I I recently finished le- reading Steve Lombardi's book. Uh, who, as you know, he went on to become the Brooklyn Brawler. Um, and doing the, the Clown And doing the clown and. He was also um Kim Chi, who was Kamala's handler.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that because he was under because he had the big mask on. So it's like until he until he put it in the book, I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> but that's the thing, is because he was always backstage and he was such a reliable guy. They they just had him do this stuff and he was like, Yeah, sure, no problem.
1: Um Hey, I gotta get a paycheck, he, I'll take it.
0: Absolutely. Like, that's the way he looked at it, and he and he you know like we say how like a lot of these guys like Mick Foley and stuff they they lived and breathed wrestling. Steve Lombardi was the same way. Uh you know, born and raised in Brooklyn, used to see house shows at Madison Square Garden and he started hanging around the bars where these wrestlers were and he just wanted into that life and they they got him in there and they saw that he had great in-ring skills so they said, "Listen, we're making you enhancement. You're going to lose." But just make sure you make these guys look really good. Um, He had a really interesting story. Um, He got so good at being a jobber, uh, whenever they would bring new guys in and wanted to give him a push, he would usually wrestle them first. So he was talking about some of the people that he wrestled, you know, sort of in their debut matches. He wrestled the Ultimate Warrior in his debut match.
1: Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he said he was a great kid and this and that. And, you know, he said he he enjoyed losing to him and making him look good and kind of giving him the kickstart to the career that he had, you know, which which kind of sounds weird. Like, you know, you're known for being a loser. You're known for losing constantly, but you love it. It's like you just you love doing it. You love making these guys look good and kind of giving them the push at the beginning of their career. Like, I I, I don't know. I find that amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, I don't know if you've heard of jumping Joey Mags.
0: Oh yeah. Jumping <laughs> Joey Mags. Oh God. Absolutely. But you know, you know who, you know who we, who we haven't talked about. And we, we, we used to mention them a lot. Jim Powers, Paul Roma.
1: Oh my gosh. You had to remind <laughs> me. They were four horsemen at one time, weren't they?
0: Paul Roma was. <laughs> Jim Powers
1: Jim Powers couldn't even get to be uh <laughs> oh, oh man,
0: now, th- those were jobbers that I hated. I used to love watching those guys
1: lose. Oh <laughs> my god, that was great to watch them lose. What what was their what was their uh, tag? Powers and
0: uh no, they were the Young Stallions.
1: The Young Stallions, that's right. And the they'd Young Stallions. The they used to they lose to the Killer Bees too, I think.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad when you're losing to the Killer Bees.
1: <laughs> or the Rockers. At least the Rockers won a championship, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, but uh, I don't know that that Marty Jannetty. <laughs> oh God. God.
1: All right, so let me give you some wrestlers that were jobbers before they were, you know, who they are Big, today.
0: Okay, go for it. Okay,
1: so let me pull this off because I forgot. No it was. problem. Okay, number one, Kevin Nash. Mm.
0: Kevin Nash. Okay. Who was beforehand? Who? uh, Well, he was Diesel.
1: Yes. Before that.
0: Before that, no. Who was he?
1: I don't know. That's why I'm asking you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I only really knew him as Diesel, so no idea. But I I didn't know that. I I always kind of assumed he started off as Diesel and went from there.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. How about Kane? Kane. Oh my God. He was Isaac Yankum DDS. Mm -hmm. Oh God. That was a horrible gimmick.
1: Oh, yeah but it lasts last like two weeks i think
0: yeah that was just yeah that that was that was sort of like the the waning days of the gimmick wrestler he he was a wrestling dentist i mean come on and he was like seven feet tall like what dentist is seven feet tall
1: right. exactly oh, oh my gosh who, who else you got there how about the Laquistadors? Los the losquistadors remember that
0: oh i'm thinking tito santana was in there i think so yes (laughs) yeah and you know what that's another guy i used to feel bad for uh when i started watching wrestling he was the intercontinental champion i he was an early favorite of mine and he lost the title to the macho man and then he just he went downhill and it's a shame because he was like He's another one. Like I thought he was like a great guy, a great wrestler. And uh, I used to love when he wrestled and uh, Jesse Ventura would call him like Nacho Santana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> hitting, hitting him with a flying burrito. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was uh, – he got – he's he's still wrestling. He's in some kind yeah. of league in New Jersey or something.
0: He's a teacher. Yeah, it, he's a teacher and he wrestles and he's like in his 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> God. <laughs> Gotta
1: right. pay them bills. All right, here you go. Here's the top ten jobbers who became famous. Go ahead, Bret Hart.
0: Bret Hart. Yep. Okay.
1: I'm
0: sure. I'm sure in his father's promotion he started off as a jobber. Yeah. I'm
1: sure. Chris Jericho. Remember Chris when he used Jericho to come down there? Uh, let everybody touch his chest.
0: Oh God! Yeah. yeah thank God what? he
1: got rid of that gimmick. <laughs> oh yeah. Now he's got the list. That's even worse. Give me the list. <laughs> that's right. Uh, number eight, John Cena.
0: Oh God! Do you do you remember his debut on Raw?
1: No, but I remember seeing him uh, a few times, popping okay. his damn shoes.
0: Oh God! He he got his start. Um, he he, he kind of came out. He was like this new young guy, and a couple weeks after his debut, it was Halloween, so they had like a Halloween party, and John Cena like they're they're all dressing up as famous people. John Cena dressed up as Vanilla Ice. And that, that kind of started the whole Rap and John Cena thing. Jesus. Oh, my God. He's going, around, yup, yup. I was like, oh, my God. This I'm Like, who is this tool?
1: <laughs> he was real thin, too, at the time.
0: He was, that yeah. He was like
1: jacked up on juice.
0: Really? I thought that was just from only lifting weights and, and taking natural supplements.
1: Yes, that's what it is. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Don't want to accuse anybody on, on the radio. Sorry. Uh, number seven, Daniel Bryant. You know who he is?
0: Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, he... Oh, yeah, the, the yes guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes um, yeah. He was, he
0: was a big-time jobber, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it became, like, the whole yes thing, and now he's injured, so now he's uh, the general manager of Raw, I believe.
0: I believe he is, yeah, yeah.
1: Number six, mm-hmm. Triple H.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. He started in WCW... He was a French guy. He was like the blue bloods. The, yes, that's right. The, he was in the blue bloods and uh, pretty much like most of his early career in the WWE. He said absolutely nothing. <laughs> he was another guy, too, that started off kind of skinny. And yeah. I guess he lifted he too lifted a lot of weights. He,
1: <laughs> he, he made all that money. Just bought a lot of weights. So yeah, that's oh, it. God, <laughs> Kane, yeah, Kane is number five.
0: Kane's his number Isaac Yankum, DDS. AJ, <laughs> the giant dentist.
1: <laughs> AJ Styles, do you know him?
0: AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, he's huge now. Like, he... Um, I never... I don't remember him as a jobber, but I remember he kind of left the business, he went to Japan and was becoming huge. So when he came back, like, it was a big... It was sort of like a big return for him because, like, he just initially never had a big pop over here and got like a cult following in Japan. And now he's, he's a big deal now. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Edge. Uh, on edge. Yeah. Edge is number
0: three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who you mentioned. Yep. yep.
1: Now this guy I never really liked. I didn't really follow him that much, but okay. CM Punk.
0: CM Punk. Yeah. He's, uh, he was, he was, he was a jobber. He got really big on the independence. Um, he was like promoting that straight edge lifestyle. Um he would clash with Matt not Matt Hardy but Jeff Hardy when Jeff Hardy pretty much had like substance abuse problems and it was uh they had I don't know I don't know if you were still watching at this time they had a crazy angle where so CM Punk was straight edge which is basically no no drugs no alcohol you know like he's a thrill seeker but he doesn't get his thrills from drugs and alcohol Jeff Hardy was the opposite so they actually had a thing where Jeff Hardy slip like alcohol into his water bottle and cm punk got you. and i'm just like what are we doing here i don't
1: remember that but it was sound it, really uh, cool
0: <laughs> it was like i was like what are we it was like it was almost like a really bad after school special i'm like what are we watching here <laughs> like that that was really when i was really like i was kind of on my way out with wrestling and that kind of pushed me out i was like okay i'm done with this
1: <laughs> yeah he went out to do um fight a couple matches in the mma circuit
0: yeah, he didn't do very well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not back in wrestling either. But uh, well, he
0: he 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 pulled an SD Jones. I think he lost it about five seconds in one of his first matches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the King Kong Bundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Our number one famous yes. jobber is Shawn yes. Michaels.
0: Yeah, he was, and and it's it's just so hard to believe that he started off as as a jobber, and uh, I remember watching. I think ESPN used to put on the AWA. And I remember watching him even before they formed the Rockers out there. Yeah, he was like a jobber. He was like some punk kid with blonde hair. And like the AWA was still real old school and nobody took him serious. And I think he's laughing all the way to the bank now.
1: <laughs> he is actually, well, he's probably limping his way there because his back is like uh. destroyed. All right, oh, so let me absolutely. ask you about two guys and you tell me if they are. And I have another question for you. Number one, okay, is Paul Orndorff a high-level jobber?
0: I think he would be considered a high-level jobber because he was one of those guys. He never won any titles. You know, he would kind of compete for them. Like he would, he would, he would beat up on the jobbers, but anybody kind of above his level, he never really would beat. So, yeah, he would be almost like a mid-card jobber. Did he Pretty win much.
1: did he win an Intercontinental championship at one time or no? He might have.
0: Like and again, it was probably early on when I first started watching wrestling. If he did have it, it, it probably came and went real quick. Like he was Yeah, like like I would yeah, like I said, he would be like a mid card, mid level jobber. Alright, so yeah. I, I,
1: I went out to one of these pages that has all the information about these people. I'm not gonna mention mm-hmm. any names, it's Pedia. Um he <laughs> tag teamed with uh, another gentleman that we we 've already mentioned as pretty mm-hmm. wonderful, and they won tag team championships in the w c w who's his partner
0: was it paul Roma oh my god you're so good <laughs> the only reason the only reason i could i, I, I kind of thought it was that, and then I just remember because the two of them looked alike yes so so my thinking is is they probably slapped those two guys together because they just looked alike and, <laughs> and they both and they both talked alike I think they both went.
1: Ugh. <laughs> that's why you know, I think that's why Paul Warendorf had a uh, Bobby Heenan most of his career because he he was at the talk for him.
0: Let me tell you, future show comparing Bobby. Yeah, uh, I was about to say Bobby Eaton comparing uh, Bobby Heenan to Bobby Eaton. To, <laughs> no God, no comparison there. But Bobby Heenan to um, Jim
1: Cornette. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? That could be all about our next special of top. <laughs> Ref uh, wrestling managers.
0: Oh heck yeah!
1: There you go. Look at that. We're just creating uh, and producing why we're online. You That's love it. right.
0: All live right. live podcasting.
1: All right, Jay. Here you go. Final, said, final question. Go for go minute. for it. Yeah. Oh, the other guy was Roddy Piper. He
0: wasn't right. As a, if he was, it was probably back in his mid-South days or mid-Atlantic days because I remember him as like the number one heel.
1: When he was on Body I, Slam, he was a he, he was a jopper.
0: <laughs> Hey, Body Slam was a great movie. It was a great movie. The Tonga Quinn, Quick Rick, <laughs> Quick Rick, and the t- and, and Tonga Tom, <laughs> managed by managed by the Face Man from A Team.
1: <laughs> I always liked Face. Uh, that's another show to talk about later on. Wait, that's 80. Oh. We can't talk about that. Ah, um. oh. <laughs> kidding, guys out there. All right, so. I, ask, I propose this question to someone else. Not going to okay. mention his name. Not going to mention his name, John. Uh, okay. The Four Horsemen of Jobbers for you.
0: The Four Horsemen of Jobbers for me? Yes. <sighs> okay. Steve Lombardi. Hey. Barry O. SD Special Delivery Jones. And Barry Horowitz.
1: That's a hell of a That's a hell of a group. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one bad horseman's.
0: <laughs> they might they might win a match. Yes, they
1: might win a match.
0: Do you have a four horseman of jobbers? I do, and
1: I I took into consideration mm-hmm. trying to replace the actual four horsemen.
0: Oh, you oh you did it scientifically. I okay, did, I, cool.
1: Sh- don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not listening not worry about it. Um, so for Ric Flair, I got mm-hmm. Barrio. Okay. Oh yeah, all right. For the enforcer, and Tully Blanchard, I have the Killer Bees.
0: Oh, okay, good one. Okay. Yep.
1: And my final member, the inf- another enforcer, but um, the pretty boy of the group, Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp is the pretty boy. <laughs>
0: oh God, yeah, he's he's, uh, you know, all of them. All of them are classics. I mean. As much as I love some of the big stars back in the 80s when I watched, I think I love the jobbers just as much because they, they were just as fun to watch.
1: These oh, guys. Was, yeah, the best was, like you said, when jobbers are at jobbers, 'cause because you didn't know who's going to win.
0: It's the That's the only right. time you didn't know. That's <laughs> it, yeah, it's really the only time, that, like, you know, it was it was, it was was a big mystery because, you know, I, I used to love watching, you know, you would see, like, Barrio or Barry Horowitz in the ring, and it's like uh coming to the ring, you know, Hercules or – uh King Kong Bundy, and you're just like jeepers. Who's gonna win this match? All right. (laughs) But if it was was Barry Horowitz versus Barry O, oh man, it's anybody's ball game.
1: (laughs) All right. So your ultimate match, steel cage world championship of jobbers. Who's the two guys you pick in the fight?
0: I am putting in Steve, the Brooklyn Brooklyn brawler Lombardi, against Canada's greatest athlete, Iron Mike Sharp, because. (laughs) You put those two guys in a steel cage. That is going to be a hell. Of, two big brawling guys. Come on, I I, I got to see that.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus, that's, that's scary. <laughs> okay, so who who
0: are, you, who are you putting in the cage?
1: For Jim, the Powers, Jim Powers, Jim and Paul Roma. Hopefully, one of them
0: will go away. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> then you hope the ring blows
1: up. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> There's one job that we didn't mention that I would okay. that I would, you know, be remiss to forget. If, okay cuz our buddy John loves him too Ivan Putsky
0: Okay I I always kind of wondered about him like he he was I mean he was very very popular he was like the big strong man but you know what yeah you know what he would be a jobber cuz again he would probably beat up on some of the jobbers but then that would be about it like he he kind of lost to every superstar out there Yeah yeah he would be very true very
1: true. Is Jimmy Snuka a, uh, a jobber?
0: No, Jimmy Snuka is a living legend.
1: <laughs> He's something.
0: Oh my God! Come on, top of the steel cage, Madison Square Garden.
1: Whew. So if that were, was crazy. If that, that was crazy back then. <laughs> if WCW, wwe whatever it is, WWE, because they own everything. Mm-hmm. One jobber yeah. to put in their Hall of Fame. Who is it? God,
0: that is tough. That is really tough because, okay. If I all right, so if I'm on the committee, I'm yeah. sitting there and we're voting. Yep,
1: yeah.
0: I'm voting Iron Mike Sharp.
1: Iron Mike Sharp. Wow. Iron
0: Mike Sharp. Who, Iron- who, who gets who gets your vote for oh, Hall of I Fame? I
1: honestly really thought you were going to take SD Jones.
0: You know, as much as I loved SD Jones, I think when when you think Jobber, just Iron Mike Sharp. He he just really really comes to mind because he was he was sort of like that the, the villain the villain jobber so so who who who, who, who gets your vote? I really thought, I,
1: I, I I was going to agree with you with St. Jones. Oh okay. Also, hey, I mean,
0: it would be a t- it, would, it would it would it would it would have to be a couple guys. I mean, I, I it, to really just pick one is really tough. You I get but, one? You only get one, and I got to go iron Mike Sharp just because you know. It's
1: my federation. I get to tell you what. Pick one.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna form uh, a rival faction, the,
1: uh, <laughs> the w- Jersey World Order. <laughs> yeah. Just WWJ. W- World w- Wrestling w- Jobbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Trade
0: trademark that before Vince does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell us on Instagram and on Facebook who your favorite jobbers are.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tell Jay, don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Once this uh, episode gets posted and everything, I'm going to throw up uh, some jobbers there up on our Instagram page. uh, Enter the nerd zone uh, on Instagram. And uh, I guess it's time to start plugging some stuff. So go for it. Listen. Yeah, you can find Pete and I right here on Anchor, uh, on Enter the Nerd Zone. We got that great call-in feature. Call in and, uh, you know, tell us what you think of the show. Tell us who your favorite jobbers are. Give us ideas for future shows. Ask us questions. Uh, You can also find us on iTunes where, again, Pete, the five-star ratings are piling up. We're up to, like, almost double digits on them. But nobody's leaving comments. Leave comments, people. Yes, tell us (laughs) what's going on, man. Tell Tell us what's going on. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want to hear. You know, we will, within reason, do your bidding, within reason. Um, Instagram, we already talked about. Uh, and, of course, listen, Pete and I, we're part of Stuff You Don't Need to Know with our friends John and Alan. You can find all of us there. Uh, well, we most of us. A... I haven't been on in a while. I mean, I,
1: I've been <laughs> sick, people, so I will be back on, I promise.
0: That's right. He's going to be back with a vengeance. That's with right. With a vengeance. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Exactly. but yeah, each one of us we give you we we try to give you content daily. Uh, we touch on some great. John gives you the history lesson. We learn things on uh, that
1: stuff you don't need to know. That's not good.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, I teach you about bands that don't exist, and uh, Alan does his uh, office recap, which is great. And uh, John and Alan they have uh, Nerd and Me, where they come at you twice a week. They do the weekend geek. They give you uh, nerd news. Every week, it's great. I get all my I get all my nerd news from them. They're nerds. And, yeah, and what are we? Hey, <laughs> we're geeks. <laughs> I don't know.
1: We're something. I can tell you that.
0: We we are something. I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. And then Pete and John, they got fat guys in little coats.
1: Yeah, it's a little hiatus, but we will be back. Um, Absolutely. Look look forward to doing that with John again. Um, coming up, guys, on our show in the next few weeks. Of course, we're going to talk Potter. We're going to talk. As we mentioned before, some uh, other more wrestling topics. And well, because
0: we're... because what's coming up real soon?
1: Um, WrestleMania. Oh, I was thinking Battle uh, be- uh Clash at the Beach. Uh, yeah, WrestleMania. <laughs> that's right. Uh, st- man, listen, we can't forget a Saturday Saturday Night Main Event. Remember that?
0: Oh, I used to love Saturday Night's Main Event.
1: I looked forward to that all the time. I used to fall asleep because I was so young and stupid. Um, <laughs>
0: That was the the world famous referee switch.
1: Yes, it was. Oh,
0: boy. Oh, we got to talk. Okay, we're, we're saving that one because that, that was... Uh... Yes. Uh, see, I'm ruining stuff.
1: Stop that. <laughs> I and ruined gonna, it. Then we're going to talk about some Jokers and Batmans and stuff too. So look. Oh, absolutely. Look, get ready to listen. Uh, find us where Jay mentioned it. And um, what else, Jay?
0: I think there's only one, one thing uh, left for you to say there, Pete.
1: Okay. Same that time.
0: Same bat channel, Batman, no suing.
1: He's dead, he can't. <gasps> See you, Jay.
0: See ya, man. <laughs>